I'm giving you language for your pain. I'm giving you language for your confusion. I'm giving you language for your dissatisfaction. I'm giving you a way you can express your bitterness to God. But I'm also giving you evidence, you know, uh, of hope. Welcome to Psalms for the Spirit, a podcast about spirituality and resilience through the lens of the biblical Psalms. I'm Kieran Young-Wimberly, a Presbyterian minister and spiritual director from the U.S. but living on the north coast of Ireland. I've been working closely with the Psalms for over a decade now, arranging, recording, performing Psalms set to Celtic melodies, along with my dear friends, the McGrath family from Dungannon, County Tyrone. And through the years, I've heard again and again how the Psalms help people through times of trouble, through times when the mountains seem to be falling into the sea, times when the world is in upheaval, either on a personal level or on a collective level. In this podcast, I'm inviting friends and respected teachers to explore with me how the Psalms lift our spirits in difficult times, how they lead us toward healing and hope, and about the connection between spirituality and resilience. Today's guest is Edward Foody, Kenyan pastor, columnist, television host, and founder of the Institute of Ethics and Youth Affairs. Along with pastoring a congregation within the Presbyterian Church of East Africa, Edward Foody writes a weekly column for one of the leading newspapers of Kenya and hosts a program called Hope TV, which is the leading Christian media house in Kenya. And through these platforms, he champions good values as well as youth advocacy. Foodie, as he's known, was a bright light on the Princeton Seminary campus in the early 2000s when our paths converged for a few years, and Foodie was one of those people I always felt grateful to have met. Foodie has an infectious smile, a friendly sense of humor, a wise heart, and a reflective mind. And he has the most lovely singing voice. I still remember his powerful solos ringing out at our seminary choir concerts. I wanted to get in touch with Foodie to hear about the role of the Psalms in his life, what they mean to his community, and what his thoughts are on the connections between spirituality and resilience from his life experience and the context of Kenya. In this conversation, which we had over the winter, we talk about the importance of recognizing each other in our humanity and how the Psalms help us to do that, about how God continuously calls us to a home where we can be restored to a divine joy and laughter in that place of belonging about how God is big enough to hear it all and wants to come into the mud of our lives in gumboots and be alongside us in it, and how the Psalms give us language for our pain, but also for our hope and our hallelujahs. So whatever it is that brought you here, I'm glad you're with us. As long as I live, I will sing praise to God with all of my being. I will trust not in rulers, they will pass into Well, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like two decades, but I I feel like it was just yesterday that I saw you. So (laughs) you're right. You're right. Actually. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A lot has happened, but it just feels like, um, 
It was the other day. Yeah. As I uh, begin the the podcast conversation, I I like to start with the question just to open it up. Mm-hmm. How is your spirit today? How would you answer that question? Just as a as a way of saying how you are today. Uh, that's an interesting way of asking um, how I am today. How is my spirit? Um, hmm, my spirit, I would say, um, is calm. Mm-hmm. Um, my spirit is glad. My spirit is hopeful. My f- spirit is sober also. Um, my spirit is rested. Um, uh, my spirit is whole. Yeah. Mm. Uh, glad to be in this place where I feel this way, sober and rested and um, confident and happy. Um, uh because we'd all want to be here most of the time, but uh, it's good to, you know, we can't be here all the time because um, that place of restlessness is also important. Uh, the place of um, confusion is also important. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, the place of sadness also is often important um, because um, it is in those moments of restlessness that we look for fresh discernment it means that it means that whatever we're going through we don't know the formula of engaging otherwise we'll not be restless because we know what to do you know uh the place of confusion is you're there because you don't know what to do um otherwise you wouldn't be there and it's a point of now looking for new paths, looking for new ways. So uh, the place of loneliness sometimes uh, and sadness is important because how else do you know that a loss is important uh, mm-hmm. unless unless it strikes uh, you in a place where you feel sad? Right. Um, so, uh, so those places are, are not nice to be in, but they are critical. Uh, I would actually dare say that uh, uh, that rest... Uh, restlessness is as critical as rest. Um, mm. Mm. Um, and even sadness is as important as joy. Um, it's just just that we don't like being there. Um, and we'd rather be en route. We don't want to be passed through there um, and have home as, I mean, rest as our home. But, um, I, I, I mean, of course, we want big episodes and we don't want episodes of, um, you know, like episodes of joy. We want seasons, full seasons of joy with <laughs> epi, epi, just short episodes of uh, of uh, of maybe some loneliness. But um, just to say that, I mean, all these emotions belong to us, and they're a gift uh, to us. Uh, they take us to places of thought, places of reflection, uh, places of action, and uh, places of new discernment. So they they this. All emotions are, are are gifts to us. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're right that mm. it doesn't always feel good to be in those places, but that they are mm. important in the in the wider, broader scheme of things, that they help mm. us to move in new directions or to recognize what's important to us or to mm-hmm. um, 
to kind of know how we might move forward in a in a in a better mm-hmm. or more whole way. Those days are all valuable, but I'm glad to hear that you're in a mm-hmm. in a, one of those days that's calm yeah. and glad and yeah. mm-hmm. rested. And we are thankful for those days when they do come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we pray for them to stay a long time. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. seasons. I love yeah. it. Seasons and not episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a yeah. whole season. You're right. Yeah. to say that there's something that you said back when we met each other in seminary 20 years mm-hmm. ago and we were both students and it was around this time of year mm-hmm. and it was um I think we were probably you know writing our papers in the computer lab mm-hmm. and we were sort mm-hmm. of just you know commenting on uh, the the seasons changing you said that there was something that you noticed in the way that people were around each other that it was a loneliness that you were feeling at that time it was a cultural maybe a difference between the northeast us and and where you had come from and it was it was noticing that when people pass each other on the streets that people wouldn't even say hello or greet each other and I remember you saying it would be so nice if they would just acknowledge that there's another person there. That's amazing. That's 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 amazing. Do you remember I saying mean, that? that <laughs> well, I don't have a very strong backward memory, but um, <laughs> but it's amazing. But I I I don't remember the moment. But when you describe um, when you describe what you've just described, I do remember the experience. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I do remember the experience, and that you can remember that. I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's like you're speaking to me right now again. It's, <laughs> then I spoke, you know, to you. <laughs> now you're speaking it back to me. Is you're reviving in me that that need for 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 us to recognize that these. There's another human being, and yeah. and and I, and I think have creative ways of acknowledging that human being. You know, a greeting and just um, it's not a stare, but just a look sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, a smile, and sometimes a wave. Um, just just maybe very inexpensive um, ways yeah. of just affirming that this is a human being uh, mm-hmm. who's here. But sometimes we, we work, we almost work hard now sometimes to make the other person unfelt, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like they, we have ways of making sure that the other person doesn't feel me at all, doesn't notice uh, I'm there. So we are creative in that way uh, where I don't want to get into, as I think, Privacy, yeah, um, yeah, giving each other person, privacy, yeah, and space, privacy, and, yeah. uh, and space, um, and uh, so the person feels like this distance, like you, you just, you almost feel like I don't want to walk mm-hmm. <laughs> on this because you feel like you're in each other's way, but yeah. um, uh, but um, I think there's a lot of value in recognizing another human being. You don't necessarily need to know them. Uh, but uh, just honoring that there's a life there, mm. um, uh, mm-hmm. just uh, just honoring that there is a, it's a whole wonder. There's a wonder there, you know. Um, and uh, and I don't think that we were meant to just cross that way. Um, uh, speaking symbolically, even when trees, the leaves in a trees um, do the sounds, or they, I mean, they respond to the wind together. You know, 
Uh, and so the, the, the rustling of, of the trees is, is a movement of, is a common response to, uh, of the leaves to the, to the wind. And I think that there should always be a certain um, sense to which uh, there's a warmth when a human being uh, meets another. You know, yeah. uh, we, we may not have come together because of the wind, but there could also be, quote, unquote, a wind that has made us come together at that moment. Yeah. Um, of course, um, I'm assuming that you're a good human being. Right. I mean, right. I yes, you're a good yes, human yes. Being. Um, and, and, I, and I feel that it's so important. Sometimes you just need to, I mean, I just want you to imagine, like, let's say you are in a workshop, you're sitting next to a person and you are listening to the facilitator all day. You've not acknowledged this person who's beside you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But just the fact that you turn and say, hello, how are you? Mm -hmm. I mean, the person, there's so much that happens out of that small moment. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a whole dynamic of life that happens because you have acknowledged them right yes. uh, and 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 i think that that's something we should uh, we should um, carry within us that mm. uh, should i meet a person i will acknowledge that there's life there you know mm-hmm. in my own small way i will so we are wrestling together in this dance of the wind you know <laughs> so well, thank you for that wisdom you passed to me uh, all those years ago the heavens earth and seas belong to the maker of all Interestingly, that does lead to the Psalms because the Psalms tend to bring people together across Mm -hmm. many, many different barriers or cultures or backgrounds. And they remind us about what it is to be human. What was your background with the Psalms? Is it something that was in your tradition? I grew up, my early life was kind of a little mix between Presbyterian and Pentecostal, like at the very beginning of my early life, but somewhere along, um, maybe when I was about 10, 10, 12, then uh, I think we mainstreamed the Presbyterian Church. Mm-hmm. And I would say that since then I've been Presbyterian. So in terms of the church, uh, most of my interactions with scriptures and the Psalms has been now in the in the Presbyterian Church. But, also, but before that, um, my mother was... Uh, woman of faith and i must say that she's she introduced me to the bible in totality and um and she introduced me to um the psalms i would say because it was there it was part of um the scriptures so yeah. so i would say that my mother introduced me to the scriptures and therefore the psalms and uh, she would um um, not necessarily directly teach me the Psalms, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I would see her read the Bible, you know, and uh, out of that reading the Bible, then I learned that reading the Bible was okay, you know, and uh, it looked good on her. Like it always looked as if some good things came out, you know, from that whole process mm-hmm. of her reading that practice of reading the Bible. And uh, also she was um, she was not a choir member, but she sang a lot. She sang a lot at home. Mm. Um, my mom would sing like, you know, I asked her later on in her life how many songs she would sing 
in the morning she would sing like almost 10 13 songs really? like hymns hymns like consistently in the evening she would do the same like she would sing like you know six seven eight hymns connectedly so was she doing something around the house while she was singing or was she sitting and singing or how how did she do that combination it's a combination she would be sometimes singing songs leading to as part of her like Bible reading moment, yeah. as part of her prayer moment, as part of her work, just as she worked, she'll be singing most of the time. And and I and I, and I think that part of the songs, of course, were songs because um, mm-hmm. there were hymns. So they would be they would have sections or blocks of psalms um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, in them. So I would I picked up also psalms that way. Yes. From yes. just her singing. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's, I would say uh, at an early life, picked up psalms at home, mm-hmm. uh, picked up psalms in the church, mm-hmm. and picked up psalms also in my mom's singing of hymns. And when you ha- you have somebody's yeah. voice in the in your mind as you as you think of some of the psalms that maybe she would have sung or bits of it, but you know, um, refrains or, or something, it brings them to life in a whole new way where mm-hmm. you can you yeah, can hear yeah, them yeah. that personal nature of the prayers that become a person's prayers and then mm. you know, passed on to you as a child and and then they're in, ingrained in you somewhere and they're they're a part of yeah. you yeah and yeah. i think that's that's later on i would i didn't realize just how much i was being in a way like a passive smoker do they mm. say they say passive smokers they even they even do more like this you inhale more right, when you're right. a passive smoker than you're an active one. So uh, <laughs> I think I inhaled a lot of passive smoke. inhaling of the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, and I love them. You're listening to Psalms for the Spirit, a podcast about spirituality and resilience through the lens of the biblical psalms. I wanted to take a moment to mention some events coming up in the calendar that you may want to mark. Celtic Psalms is celebrating our 10-year anniversary of doing music together, and in a few weeks we'll be holding a concert which will also serve as the launch of our new non-profit, Celtic Pilgrims, dedicated to connecting communities through music. If you're anywhere near Belfast, come in person. But if not, there's the option of watching the live stream. We'd love to celebrate this moment with you, whether you're near or far. I hold seasonal retreats at the Corrymeela Residential Centre, the beautiful spot on the north coast of Ireland where I'm based, and the schedule for next year's retreats and other events is out. Silent retreats, partially silent retreats, half-day retreats, shorter and longer retreats, there are lots of options. One that you'll want to keep in mind is a five-day retreat or 10-day pilgrimage to Corrymeela, Glendalough and Dublin for April 2024, conveniently during the Easter holidays. Featured facilitators include resilience expert Sarah Cook, reflective practitioner Paul Hutchinson, and poet-theologian Padraig Otuma. It's an opportunity not to be missed, and I would love to have you on this journey. If you're interested in learning more about how to build resilience in your own life or work, I'm co-leading some trainings in the coming year with Sarah Cook of Episode 2 that are invaluable in helping find balance even when life throws us daily challenges. We teach about the biology of resilience and share skills to enhance our experience of well-being. 
You can find out more about all this on the episode notes page. And if you want to keep up to date with everything that's coming up, I'd recommend that you sign up to my newsletter, Bless My Feet, where you'll receive a monthly reflection and blessing from me with any news about what's coming up. Psalms for the Spirit also has a newsletter. You can subscribe to the free email list and the podcast links can be sent directly to your inbox so you don't miss any of the episodes. If you love what you hear, you can opt to show your support by becoming a paying subscriber. Thanks for listening to Psalms for the Spirit. And once again, I'm so glad you're with us. Lord and my God, I'll give thanks evermore. So tell me, do you have any particular psalm that you you like yourself that you would turn to quite often, or is there anyone that stands out to you? Oh, um, of course, psalms they're, they're like 150 psalms. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> hard to choose. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, but you find yourself gravitating sometimes um, more to one than maybe to others, maybe to a few uh, than more. Um, and I think. Um, Psalm uh, 126 mm-hmm. is um, I find myself there often. Um, it's a short, it's a short psalm, yeah. and mm. it talks about um, when 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 the Lord brought back uh, the captives to Zion. We were like those who were in a dream, and our mouths were filled with laughter, and our and our you know tongues were filled with joy. And uh, those around us said, the Lord has done great things for them. And then also, um, it says also, even us ourselves proclaim that the Lord has done great things for us. So um, I find uh, that some, uh, for me, I would say amongst, there could be a few others, but uh, that one speaks to me a lot of times. Yeah, that's a beautiful one. Uh, yeah, a lot of times, especially because of... Um, the theme of restoration, like um, the Lord bringing back, the Lord bringing back captives to to Zion, you know? Uh, And it it speaks to me because I think I'm in a place where where I cry for restoration a lot of times, you know, like Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to to be restored. Mm -hmm. I feel um, often that, Either have lost something, um, whether it is whether it is an opportunity I wanted and I did come through, um, or it's just a loss of my own sense of peace, as we were talking about earlier. And I feel like uh, sometimes maybe it's something that was in my hands, but I didn't handle it the right way, and so kind of slipped through my hands. So I, I just feeling like sometimes I. I do leave that regular road and take an off-road, um, whether, whether knowingly or unknowingly, or ex- experimentally or out of ignorance. Uh, but that whole aspect that the Lord knows when I have lost something, you know, because, mm. because when the Lord brought back, meaning that he knew that where they were was not home. Where they were was not home. Was yeah. not home. So he mm. brought them back. You know, 
so because he knows what our home, where our home is. Yeah. Um, yeah. He knows where our rest is for us. He knows yeah. where joy is for us. Uh, he knows. So mm. when you are not at home, he knows. Whether, whether he took you out of home or you took yourself away from home <laughs> <laughs> yes. or, or, or you are like grabbed away from home. He knows where home is. He knows the direction of home. Right. I like that. I like yeah. that. And, and just that confidence that God knows where I belong. He knows. Yeah. I and mean, sometimes maybe God knows better than we do where, where our home is. And where he, we he knows. Yeah, he knows. Absolutely. He knows. Yeah. And, and so just the fact that he's a restorer and uh, he loves us being home. He loves us being centered. He loves us being where we belong. He likes it. That's why he did the whole investment of bringing them back, you know. Um, mm. So just the fact that at any one point, God knows where I belong and God knows when I am off course, you know, like yeah. when I'm yeah. taking a tangent. I'm, it gives me, it, it's, it just really gives me that that. Um, that confidence in my faith that uh, I may not know where I belong um, sometimes, or my, I might think like some strange place is home, but, um, but God knows exactly where I belong. And we'll lead you back and we'll lead you back to that. And, and, and restores and yeah, restores. restores. You know, he, yeah. I like that. And also the fact that when I, when I think restoration through the lenses of the resurrection, uh, then I feel that that's bringing back, you know, bring me back um uh, and i know that the power that 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 does the restoration is really the resurrection power mm. just bringing back yeah. Yeah. um i feel that i i feel very powered by that but i also like the psalm because it obviously the the psalmist says that my talks about laughter yes. and joy yes. and that's and that's home that's home for them Right. You yeah, know, that yeah. was home. The laughter and the joy was home, mm-hmm. you know, and, they, and their, their hearts were filled with laughter yes. and, and their tongues with, you know, with joy. joy. And beyond the geographical return to Zion, yeah. there was that spiritual return to joy, you know, yeah. and happiness. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's like God was bringing them to this place. So, it's like uh, God knows when we are sad and mm-hmm. God knows when we are lowly. God knows when we are in the strange land of loneliness. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, God knows we're in the strange land of uh, sadness. Uh, and and he'll work hard, you know, yeah. to bring us back to the place of joy. And, and so laughter is home, you know. And you see this, and this laughter is, uh, is unique in that uh, it is, it is divine. It's divinely. It's it's a divinely provided laughter and joy. Um, just remembering now. There's a. I may not remember like the entire song. Okay. I know many songs, but just one lines, two yeah, lines. Yeah. Yes. In there's a there's a there's a there's a musician here who has put that that um, psalm into a song. Um, says um. Garura. Atahuay to mainoke mashoke kwao Gorushi to shiorie Mede kona mokungoyo Garura atahuay to Matiga shoke korera Taurea wagarurire Atahuay azayuni It's nice. It's so nice to hear your singing voice again. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do the words mean? It's 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 exactly exactly the song. It's okay. exactly the song. But the way she sings it, she sings it in a way that could get a cry, you know. Uh it's a cry, and she's crying now. Um because there are she's crying for young people who have have been lost, like in ways of the world. And she's saying, please um bring back. Mm-hmm. You no, know, they she's calling them also. She's now gives the image of um uh, of the young people's captives, you know, like mm-hmm. uh bring back our young people, these captives, wow. uh bring them back from captivity. Yeah. And uh let's let our hearts be filled with joy, let our hearts be filled with gladness, just like you restored the captives from Zion, or the captives, the captives to Zion, you know. Yeah, so out of this, she makes it a prayer to restore our young people who have been lost in captivity and let our hearts be filled with joy. so glad to be able to talk with you more about the the psalms in mm-hmm. um in your life in your background mm-hmm. and in your context and one of the things i wanted to talk to you about as a minister in kenya and you know you you do lots of different forms of ministry you have um you were telling me earlier about a tv program that you're involved in on a weekly basis and you write mm-hmm. a column on a weekly basis you also as you, you know your your kind of core call is to be a leader of your congregation and parish ministry so there's a lot that you're doing and you're really involved in your in your context where you are. So I've been looking at this idea of resilience and sort of what brings us, well, restoration, wholeness, hope, mm-hmm. joy, strength in difficult times. And I'm wondering for your community, how have you seen uh, your community come through difficult times, whether it was COVID or, or other things that your community faces? And do you see mm-hmm. the Psalms weaving into their spiritual life as they as they face any challenges? Mm-hmm. As a pastor, I meet my people at different points in their lives, and it's I, I find it that it's I do bring the psalms to their situations. Mm-hmm. If you want to laugh, the psalms will help you laugh. Mm. Even if you're a place of laughter, the psalms will help you laugh. Mm. You know, if you're in a place of confusion, the psalms will help you. I mean, yeah, express that or up, up, no appreciate, no, no appreciate, appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> but but actually say that it's true. Like I'm actually confused that mm-hmm. my expectations are being cut short. And they help you articulate that as well, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they help you. They they help you. Like uh, for how long, you know? These these are these one tears have become my food. Mm-hmm. You no, know? yeah, Psalm 42. I think. Yeah, yeah, my tears have been my food. Yeah, tears have become my food. Yeah. I mean, it's helping you. The Psalms are helping you articulate your pain. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So if you're in a place of pain, the Psalms help you articulate it. 
you know, they give you descriptive words to even further express exactly is what I feel, you know. Right. Then right. when you're in a place of, uh, of feeling disappointed by faith, mm-hmm. I mean, the Psalms give you the language mm-hmm. of expressing that disappointment in faith, that Lord, wake up from your slumber. For how long will you, will you watch me be taunted by my enemies? For mm-hmm. how long, you know, it help you. Um, and then when you're in a place of dancing, you know, get, get out your symbols, get out <laughs> of your harps, get your everything and let's do this. You know, <laughs> So it's like the, the Psalms, they help you through every, every season, but, but the last, they all, always, you know, lead you to the hallelujah. That's a good mm-hmm. thing. The hallelujah is the, is the, constant you know mm-hmm. it's a constant through it all hallelujah is the it's a it's a constant through it all but yes. uh so i th- i think that the resilience that we're talking mm-hmm. about here i would say that it's the 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 sums being that being that they quote god's wisdom the resilience is um it's not just in keeping you or sustaining you so that you can get to the place of joy the hallelujah point I think that the resilience is they help you even articulate your pain, you know. Right. They yeah, help that's you. That's a part of yeah. It says your complaint is welcome. Mm-hmm. You know, they they welcome your complaint and give you language. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Complain. You know. Yeah. So it's like the resilience they give. It also gives you ammunition. You know. <laughs> uh, even if you are like talking about your dissatisfaction with God, yeah. I mean, so the resilience is very interesting because it um, it helps. It's it's like helps you through every season of life mm-hmm. um, that you can you can make it through all these seasons. And I'm not ju- I'm not just pulling you through these seasons, but I'm helping you experience. Yeah. I'm giving you language for your pain. Yeah. I'm giving you language for your confusion. I'm giving you language for your dissatisfaction. I'm giving you a way you can express your bitterness to God. Mm-hmm. But I'm also giving you evidence, you know, right. uh, of hope, right. you know, that he who made the great lights, you know, um, he who brought down the great kings, you know, <laughs> I'm also giving you evidence of God's work in the past that can stir up your hope, you know, uh, but I'm also giving you language for your dance, right? So it's, 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 um, it's, it's when resilience is a very complex resilience here, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. and and I I think what's so important about it is that you're not you're not racing to the joy and missing out on the journey. The part of the journey okay. and in reaching that that point of praise and joy is mm-hmm. is is being allowed to go through those stages and those phases and those bad days and those mm-hmm. you know the days we don't like that we were, you were saying in the beginning and yet that's all a part of life. Yeah, I, re- I remember like there's a, there's a mus- musician who's put that tears being my food. It's one thing when it's read and spoken, when it's sung. Mm-hmm. It's quite something um, like this guy says. My dori ma tuikitene moirio shia kwa memero ya kwe kangarange go kaira ninginare okoida odio aku dago daida engoro ya kwa keuroko. Like um, he sings it. He sing. For how long will I will mm. I cry? For how long? The, the tears have become my food. My my throat is has is parched. Mm-hmm. As I cry out to you, when shall you 
I pray that when shall you give my heart rest? Yeah. You know? So I, I just, I just agreeing with the yeah. journey. Yeah. The, the Psalms give you language for the journey. They tell us, Psalms do tell us that God can handle it. Yeah. Just, yeah, he can handle it. He can handle your emotions. He can handle your honesty. Mm-hmm. He can handle what you feel. Just tell it to him. He's big enough to handle what you feel. Whether you feel disappointed, uh, whether you feel like he's giving his power to other people and not you, you know, he's big enough to handle your emotions and what you feel. I, I like that. And he welcomes those feelings. He welcomes your expression. He welcomes you to pour yourself out there. You know, we most of the times we are taught to go before God with worshipful words, mm. with hailing words, the hailing language. You're high and lifted up, which which is also the Psalms do tell us yeah, that. They do have that yeah. uh, but but the Psalms also do give us a space where we are able to to just pour out our hearts as they are, mm-hmm. you know, and to be honest and candid before God because He can handle it. You know, especially in seasons of difficulty, he can handle what you feel. You don't have to tidy yourself up a little bit. You don't have to put yourself in order. No, no, no. Bring them raw. Just bring them raw, you know, and you'll not have, you'll not have um, um, disrespected God as long as what you're saying is honest, you know, you'll not have disrespected God by being honest with him. Yeah. You know, um, so I think the term is uniquely, you know, to from where I sit, do give us that uh, license, you know, to to just be candid before God, not necessarily be on that corridor of tidy, you know, hail yeah. kind of. And I want to say that even that raw expression to God, I want to say it's also worship, you mm. know, yeah, it's absolutely. worship. It's worship in that you trust God enough to bring to him your raw feelings, even if they are hard feelings about him. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, even if they are hard feelings about him, um, you feel honestly, God, I expected some, I expected better. (laughs) Yes, it's not easy to say that. I expected better, but I will tell God that if I don't tell you what I'm just telling you, you see it anyway in my heart, it's there. Mm-hmm. You can see that I expected better, you know, I, ex- I expected. And why you did not do the better, I don't know. Yeah. But I just want to tell you, I expected better, yeah. you know. And then also, um, just what we've said, that God is a God with us in the journey. God is with us yes. in the journey. And what I love is not that the Psalms tell us God is with us, not as um, an overarching presence, mm. But as a presence in the dirt of things, yeah. you know, in mm-hmm. that low, in that you've taken me from the mighty clay, you know, mm-hmm. um, you've taken me from the mighty clay. So he's right there in the mighty clay, yeah. you know, he's, yeah. he's yeah. there. So he's, he's present in the detail um, of the journey, right? Uh, he's, he's, he's present there. So I think that knowing that God is present in the detail of the journey for me is, I mean, it's also a wonderful thing that God is practical. He's practical. Um, if it means he comes in gumboots, 
you come and come. You know, <laughs> come you know, into, yeah. the, into the you mud, come, into the, yeah, into the yeah. dirt. Yeah, to, to get you out, you know, to get you out. To get you um, out. So, yeah. And um, overall, just knowing that David was God's big friend, and we do gain that um, the bigness of David and the bigness of his faith, we see it in these details of the psalm. And uh, I would say then that um, I admire David in many ways. And the fact that, you know, he captures for us his journey with God in the Psalms, then um, in our own way, uh, we can have our own Psalms journey. You know, like yes. wherever we are, wherever we are, we can have our own some East, some ish yes. experience. <laughs> uh, it's just that uh, it's just that Furi will be the character now, but the, f- the final word will be Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to God with all of my being. God's goodness and mercy never come to an end. Our God will reign forever. Hallelujah. 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 You've been listening to Psalms for the Spirit, produced by myself, Kieran Young-Wimberley, with music by Celtic Psalms. On my website, kieranyoungwimberley.com, you'll find links to what I'm up to and opportunities to connect. Till next time, may our spirits find healing and hope in the days ahead. Come, Spirit, come, rescue us, we pray, shield us and save us. And come down to stay.